Welcome back to Local News Live. I'm Camila Rueda, and here joining us is Jeff Slauson. He's the digital anchor for our station WOIO. They're over in Cleveland, Ohio. So, Jeff, thank you for joining us. Yeah, no problem. Absolutely. All right, so, Jeff, you know, it's been uh, big headlines, and you've been covering it, I mean, the whole time. Deshaun Watson being traded to the Cleveland Browns, and he had his first press conference as their quarterback today. So what were the big takeaways from it? Yeah, so I'd say uh, number one was the fact that the ownership, uh, Jimmy Haslam and his wife, were not physically there for the press conference when they introduced Deshaun Watson. I mean, this is a huge trade, and regardless of where people stand on the fence here, it's still incredibly controversial. Um, so the fact the ownership wasn't there is a pretty big story related to that. So it was just the general manager and uh, head coach and Deshaun Watson uh, on the stage there. Um, but the entire time, Deshaun Watson had said that he is not guilty of these accusations. He believes that he has done nothing wrong. And he also believes that the truth will come out through whatever, um, you know, avenues uh, that will happen throughout it. He promised Browns fans that he will be somebody that they can root for. And he promised them that he is somebody that can be trusted, uh, at least with their fanship. And that was backed up by the general manager and the head coach. Uh, it was incredibly interesting, though, whether it was from the Haslam's or whether it was from the front office. None of them would say whether they believe that Deshaun is innocent. They would just say that they feel comfortable with the situation. So clearly that was the talking point that they wanted to nail down, which is nothing more than saying that they're comfortable with the situation, whether that is they're comfortable with the legality of it, whether they're comfortable with Deshaun, they wouldn't necessarily stress. Owner Jimmy Haslam in a conversation later on did say that he was comfortable and uh, that they were comfortable at least with the legal part, but they wouldn't say if they were comfortable with the player himself. And Jeff, speaking of that legal part, uh, really right before uh, Watson was introduced to the team earlier today, a second grand jury decided not to, in, I believe, indict Deshaun Watson. Uh, he still faces, what is it, 20-plus civil lawsuits. So there still is that aspect of this particular case, and that could certainly impact um, his future and to what extent he's going to even play next year. Yeah, so that happened yesterday. Deshaun Watson flew into Berea, Ohio. It's a little bit outside of Cleveland to the training facility. While he was in the air, his lawyers were present in a county in Texas and were arguing against the need for a trial on this. And ultimately, that county decided against the trial. So that is now the ninth time that that has happened. It happened eight times in a court in Houston and then uh, a single time in a county just outside of Houston. But yeah, there are still those 22 civil cases, and there could be a number of them that are still brought to a grand jury to try and go to trial for a criminal trial, actually. Um, but yeah, incredibly controversial for the reason that he has 22 cases, uh, civil cases against him right now of accusations of sexual harassment and sexual assault. And as we move forward, before the NFL can decide if they're going to suspend him or not, before the Browns need to worry about that, all of those will need to be figured out. And that could take weeks, it could take months, it could even take years before we get the answer to that. And I thought it was interesting that the ownership uh, mentioned that they talked to their daughters and said if any of them uh, don't want this to happen, Watson being traded to the Browns, they weren't going to go through with it. And they said that each of their daughters, I'm not sure how many they have, came around to the idea, but some took longer than others. So it did, I think, indicate, and maybe that's reflective of the Browns' fan base, I'm not sure, that there is some hesitancy amongst at least some fans uh, about Watson becoming part of the team. Well, I would say there's a strong hesitancy among fans. I mean, I was just seeing on Twitter mm. when it was announced that the trade happened that a lot of people were going to give up their season tickets. Now, according to ownership, they said that more people have actually requested season tickets than have given them up. But it was telling. I, I remember one, one question that was asked was, will or were any of your daughters vehemently against the signing of Deshaun Watson, the trading for Deshaun Watson? And there was about a three or four second beat 
And then they quickly said, oh, no, 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 no. They were very supportive. But yeah, I, I'm guessing that there was actually quite a bit more behind that than just, the, oh, everybody loves it. Because not only for the ownership, but yeah, for, for their kids, for their family members, it seems that it took them a while to be able to convince them that this was a good decision. And I think that's actually going to be the case with a lot of Browns fans, because regardless of where you stand on this, this belief, this argument, uh, these legal situations, a lot of people are going to need a lot of convincing to be able to root for the team again, regardless of what happens. Yeah, and you know what? Um, the Browns haven't had a very successful streak in the past. So how do you think that this decision, you know, with legality and just as a player and everything, how do you think that's going to affect the team? You know, it's interesting. Uh, Watson said that he had reached out to and had some current players reach out to him. He said that everybody was embracing him. He said that he's going to go out of his way to make sure that people can trust him and believe in him. Um, but one thing that's going to need to happen, which the Haslam's hit on a little bit, but uh, not a lot, is interaction with groups around the area, regardless of the, what happens with Deshaun Watson, just to prove that they take sexual harassment, sexual assault allegations seriously. Um, and that, that's something that they said they're going to do, but owner Jimmy Haslam said he's not going to necessarily jump at that and, and not going to just approach it as if, oh, I'm going to throw money at you. He really wants to, it seems, be ingrained in the community, talking to sexual assault survivors, uh, talking to people that have uh, experienced this. But I think that's going to be the key here, is getting Deshaun involved. And then they said that they're not going to control him, but they're going to hope that he will get involved in the community in some way, whether that is in the sexual assault community. I have no idea. We're speaking with Jeff Slauson, digital anchor for WOIO. You and your team have been covering the Deshaun Watson uh, situation over the past week since the Browns said they will trade for him. Now today he was introduced and given his jersey. Um, I, I want to ask about Baker Mayfield real quick. I guess this kind of comes more back to the team. He was, you know, the number one overall pick a few years ago, and now he's a backup. Are they keeping Baker on the team potentially because they think Deshaun may not play much next year? Or maybe there's some hesitancy about his, his future with the team, or does it look like Baker is going to be, be gone pretty soon? It's funny you bring that up because a question was asked to owner Jimmy Haslam about Baker, and according to the owner, he said that the reports were widely, widely wrong about how the organization feels about their former starting quarterback, and he said that they never said that he wanted an, uh, an adult in the building, which was widely reported from Chris Mortensen from ESPN. Um, as far as his future with the Browns, uh, all indications are that it's essentially over. However, all the spots are basically filled for starting jobs in the NFL, um, and it seems that the Browns are very content right now with where they're at with Watson. As far as Baker goes, he hasn't said anything since the trade, and, and prior to that, he had... Uh, released a statement on the Instagram, even though he had taken a social media hiatus and basically said thank you to the fans before Watson was traded for. So we haven't heard from Baker in a while, but according to the team, they're working with him, but they were completely ignoring the fact that they have brought in a quarterback with the most guaranteed money in NFL history to replace him with him still being on the roster. And for those of us that are familiar, at least with Baker, he's not necessarily the person that's going to take that the best. However, he's been avoiding the topic completely. Front office has been avoiding the topic completely. And the ownership only wanted to say that they have love for Baker and that they never said anything bad about him, which take that as you will. I'm sure he'll comment um, sooner or later. So we'll see about that. But also, you know, $230 million, five-year deal. It's a pretty hefty paycheck. Yeah. When you consider the fact so, that, again, ownership yeah. wasn't there when that paycheck mm -hmm. was signed, that's a big deal. That's a big thing to consider that they put their, you know, financials on the line. They put their relationships on the line for this player and they weren't even there for it. Um, I want to hit on the contract really quickly. That first year, only $1 million is actually in the base salary 
the additional parts of it were in a signing bonus that's intentional because if Baker, excuse me, if Deshaun is suspended in that first year, he's only going to be suspended on the $1 million. He's not going to be suspended on his 40 plus million dollars. So that was done by the team. The team says that was not the case. However, multiple media lawyers that I've spoken to said it's pretty obvious that that is the reason why that is the case. But again, the team says that's not the reason why, but every expert that I've talked to said that is intentional in case Watson is suspended this year. Jeff, you did a great job kind of giving us a recap of these press conferences today, both from Watson. We saw the general manager, head coach Kevin Zafanski, and then a, a separate kind of press conference that was virtual from the ownership. Have we heard from these 20-plus women that have these accusations against Deshaun Watson today? Have they reacted to him now officially becoming part of the Browns? And the ownership said, and you, you brought it up, they did a deep investigation into Watson do we know to what extent they talked to these women? They got their perspectives. They heard their voices. Any of that? Are we able to get more of a perceptive perception of, of what that is right now? Yeah, Ryan, I'm glad you brought that up because ownership said that their counsel wanted them not to talk to the victims. They suggested not talking to these victims, these alleged victims. Um, so that never happened. The NFL says they've reached out to about 10 of them. We have not heard from the me as the media uh, from them at all because a lot of their identities are protected at this point, which is very common with these. Uh, as far as the cases that have been filed, the civil cases, it's typically Deshaun Watson versus Jane Doe to protect their identities. Um, so we have not heard from them. We did hear from a lawyer who does and has represented sexual assault victims, not necessarily ones that are accusing Watson. And he basically said that it's fairly typical for this to happen. Um, but the Browns were very clear after some nudging from reporters and as was the front office that they did not speak with any of the victims which some reporters were wondering well then how could you have done a thorough investigation into the reporter yeah. and into what he allegedly did if you did not speak to the victim so that did not happen and according to the browns that is intentional and that was suggested by their legal counsel if they're going to reach out in the, in the future they did not say Jeff Slauson, digital anchor for WIO. We appreciate this important information you keeping tabs on this story. We're going to touch bases, I'm sure, in the near future as this has got more chapters to come. Right now it is the biggest story in the NFL, so we appreciate you giving us some insight. Yeah, we'll definitely have more to come, so Ryan, I appreciate it.